Welcome to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Waters. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by now former Syracuse basketball player Joe Girard. I talked with Joe about the reasons behind his decision to transfer, why he picked Clemson, and his golf outings with the Syracuse coaches following his transfer. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And today we have a return visit from one of our most prolific guests, I think, here, probably next to maybe Buddy Beheim. Um, and this is going to sound weird. It's former Syracuse basketball player, <laughs> Joe Girard. Joe, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm. Uh, that was actually very weird to hear, but I'm good. <laughs> it, it probably is kind of weird. And I think you're probably going to, we're going to talk about some of the weirdness all right. <laughs> uh, that's probably uh, lies ahead, right? Uh, we're, yep, yeah, I want to no get doubt. into some of that. But the first thing I want to talk about is something we were we were just chatting just before we hit the record button here. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you uh, this past Saturday, graduation weekend. Uh, the Syracuse University's Falk College held its uh, commencement ceremony on Saturday night at what used to be known as Manly Fieldhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were there. You yeah. were, can you tell me what that was like to uh, to walk across to get announced and, and receive your diploma? Yeah, I mean, that was very important to me and my family. Um, you know, uh, basketball has always been my main focus, but, you know, school is something I've always, like, known I've had to do. And, uh, you know, it's always been, like, a pretty big, big deal in my house. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, you got to be a straight-A student. You just – make sure that you get good grades, but make sure you're also just getting your degree. And, you know, that was kind of my main focus is, you know, these past four years, I'm, I want to focus on basketball sports, but at the end of it, when, uh, when I'm done here, I want to make sure that I'm also graduating um, and getting a degree from Syracuse because there is so many, um, you know, connections and prominent figures that have been through Syracuse. And um, I mean, even with our keynote speaker being, you know, David Falk at that Saturday graduation, just people like that who have come through the program and come through Syracuse as a, uh, um, it's pretty cool. And, you know, to be able to have a same degree that all of them do and from the same school, it, it, it was pretty neat and something I always wanted to do. Yeah, that was something uh, pretty interesting on Saturday when uh, the, the keynote speaker is the guy whose name is on the building. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> Dave, David Falk, you know, super agent to Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan. Yep. Um, I know that probably perked up your your ears. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was probably one of the more interesting things that i was watching i mean i watched the document the last uh the last dance documentary so i had kind of known all about him a little bit and uh a few other documentaries on netflix i've seen with him in it so um that was cool for me just for him to be there and be able to speak to us but when he uh i at least when he started talking about all that kind of stuff because i kind of seen it before in the documentaries was there any moments either during a ceremony like that or maybe over the course of the past you know, weekend or, or weeks where it kind of hit you that these were your last days at Syracuse University? Uh, honestly, no. You know, when I was going through those events, it was all, you know, good. And, you know, it doesn't really, it didn't really feel like anything. And, you know, it always kind of just felt like, you know, I'm going home for summer break and going to be back here for <laughs> the summer sessions when I got to be here. But um, I think what really hit me was when the last day, like when I, uh, on Sunday, uh, when I, packed up my the rest of the stuff from my room that I had left threw it out and you know had to leave my keys to my apartment there um that was when it really kind of was like oh geez you're not coming back here <laughs> like your four years have gone by so fast and it, it, it's over here um but you know it was 
it was uh it was all fine and dandy until then and you know even on the ride home though it just kind of felt like you know that was like the only real moment in my head where it kind of hit me that I wasn't coming back but when I was driving home it still felt like I was going home and I was going to be back at some point and you know it's just it hasn't really hit me yet that it's not true were you driving by yourself or with your, with yeah. your family no, I was driving by myself my parents had then my parents to, my family came up and back on Saturday for the fall graduation and then I stayed over that last night just throughout the last few things on, and then in the morning Sunday and then drove home that gives you a little time for a little contemplation, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not as an emotional guy as you know, <laughs> some may want me to be, uh, including my family and girlfriend. But uh, you know, I've I've loved Syracuse for four years, and I have really no. I think that's why it's also like not such a emotional thing for me, because I have no bad blood for anything that's going down, and I loved every second of all of my four years, and I know that. Someday in the long future after, you know, hopefully play days are over and whatever I get into um, that I'll still be going back to Syracuse and, you know, seeing it as my alma mater and all that kind of stuff. So it really doesn't hit me as like a emotional thing because it's not a bad thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> sure. You know, I did a little poll of um, programs throughout the ACC and looking at fifth year players, you know, mm -hmm. guys that had that extra year. Yeah. Because of the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, you and Jesse are two of many. Yeah. It's a little more than 50% are leaving to go take that fifth year at a different school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few are staying. Yeah. Armando Bacot, uh, you know, being, you know, one of the most prominent, but a lot of other guys are are moving on. And I was wondering about that process. Yeah. Um. You know, what were the main factors for you in deciding whether to, hey, you know what, maybe a fifth year, yeah. the same school would be okay or no, I want, I need, I need to move on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think our situation was different at Syracuse, obviously with just how everything was going on and, you know, coach Behan stepping away and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of a little different situation than, you know, maybe a lot of the other schools had um, other than maybe Notre Dame because coach Bray did it as well. Uh, but I think that was kind of like, you know, a big thing for us is, and, you know, I love coach red. I literally was just golfing with him two days ago. So it's like, I like, he's, he's one of the guys that I'll talk to forever. Like I was taught, I, I, I still golfed with all the coaches, even after I announced I was transferred, even after I announced I was committed to Clemson. So it's like, I love all those guys. And that like coach red being the coach wasn't the reason that I decided to leave. It was just like a whole bunch of factors that played into it. And you know, I came to play for Coach Beheim. You know, like I came to Syracuse because, you know, I wanted to play for Coach Beheim, a Hall of Fame coach. And, you know, I loved everything about the school. It was my dream school. I grew up in New York, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when he kind of left, it was like an opportunity. It almost seemed like an opportunity for me to kind of explore other options. You know, it wasn't like, oh, Beheim's gone. I'm gone. You know, it was more just, all right, why not see what the other, um, why not see what the other options are? You know, I want to keep all my options open. And that's what I kind of did. And then ultimately when I kept all my options open and um, the portal happened and everything else happened and, you know, I kind of saw all these different opportunities. I I figured it was more of a chance to experience some life um, almost, you know, I've been in, I've been in New York for 22 years, my whole life. And, you know, why not go experience something different for a year um, that ultimately also sets you up for, you know, life, you know, you got to be able to, 
widen your right widen your horizon and uh be able to live in different parts of the world different parts of the country so i feel like this is a good opportunity for me to not only get better as a basketball player um and hopefully win a lot of games but it'll also give me an opportunity to adapt somewhere and you know live somewhere else where i can't not that i came home ever honestly i never did but just having in the back of my mind that i can't drive two hours home <laughs> you know it's 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 different so um i think it, it, all of it kind of played a factor into it when i decided that you know, I wanted to leave somewhere and go somewhere else. And ultimately, um, Clemson was that choice. And I'm really excited about it and looking forward to it. You know, of all those things you just talked about being factors that weighed into the decision to stay or go, you know, one thing you did not just bring up was with a new coach, there might be a new style of defense. They might play more yeah. than a man. There might be a new offense. Maybe my role isn't the same. You didn't mention any of that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, I had multiple conversations with Coach Red and you know, all of the things you said were expected and it was all kind of, you know, my decision It was all similar. Obviously, um, you know, I want to be able to go play man-to-man defense. I want to be able to show people that I can do it. Um, I want to show myself that I can do it. And it's not like I've never done it before. I played on the UIBL for three or four years and had to play against the best players in the country in my class and the class above me and play man-to-man for, for those many years. So it's not like something I can't do. It's not something I don't want to do. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, I didn't like I, like when I told you I came to Syracuse to play for Coach Beheim, the Hall of Famer. I came to Syracuse to play in the Dome. I came to Syracuse because it was my home state. All my family good friend, friends could come. I didn't go to Syracuse to play a two three zone. <laughs> like that wasn't a factor that played into my decision. That was just obviously what they did. Um, and you know, I was going to do it. Um, but I'm very open and willing to play man to man defense, and I'm really excited about going to do it. Um, at Clemson, so that wasn't like again another factor is that. Oh, Red was going to tell me that we're playing man to man. Well, it was kind of like a no duh. <laughs> it was kind of going to be changed. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and that wasn't like anything at all as to why I left. You know, um, the transfer recruiting process is sort of like recruiting on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> or or on fast forward mode. I, take me through that process, like. How quickly did you hear from how many schools once you put your name in the portal? I think I uh, put the thing on social media because I had, you know, talked to our compliance at Syracuse like a day before, two days before, and, you know, kind of got the paperwork forward and talked to them about like what I needed to do to do it. And then kind of did that subtly so that nobody really, you know, would ask me or bug me about it in those few days. And then, um, you know, I announced it on social media and I, I'm not kidding. I think maybe two, two minutes later, I started getting phone calls or texts and all that kind of stuff. So it, it happens fast. And, you know, a lot of the funny thing about it, and it actually is true, is a lot of the coaches who had recruited me would kind of compare it to NBA free agency in the sense that it's a one year decision and it's a fast decision. You can't, you can't, you're not going to get recruited. You're not going to build you're not going to build relationships as much as you did in high school with these coaches um, where they're recruiting you for three or four years. Um, it's three or four weeks that you got to pretty much decide. And uh, ultimately you can drag it along, but someone's going to take your spot and then you're going to be left with nothing, or you're going to be left with plan B and C when you could have went plan A, you know? So um, it's a lot like free agency in the sense that you you're, you're trying to find a spot fast and you know what you're looking for. And I think that was the easier part about it for me is that, you know, I didn't, I didn't go into the transfer portal kind of uh, questioning what I wanted to go to go into, you know, I had been a four-year starter scored 1600 points, whatever it may be 
set all these records in, in, in the Syracuse record books. Like I, I kind of knew a situation I wanted to go to, to where I could, you know, ask these coaches if I was asking them if my, if my, um, what I was looking for aligned with what they were looking for. And, you know, obviously if they said no, then it, it, it's no hard feelings. It's just, I only have one year left. I don't want to go somewhere and regress if that makes sense. You know, I, I want to go somewhere where I can still be Joe Girard and be on winning teams and then hopefully make a run in the NCAA tournament. So I kind of, that, that was kind of easier for me is because, you know, I have an idea of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do in terms of role, style, fit, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so that was the easy part. It was just the hard part was trying to fit it all in into that short amount of time because you do have 40 schools who are going to call you and text you. You can't and you can you can't take 40 visits in 40 days. So <laughs> it, it, it's hard. <laughs> you boiled it down to just as far as we know, two schools. Yeah. That's what we think. <clears throat> at least that's what I think, because I know those are the two schools you visited. I don't know if there were other schools that remain serious factors besides yeah. LSU and Clemson? Yeah, no, there was a lot. Um, I mean, I'd say the serious ones were all the ones that I had in home. Um, and, you know, I might forget a few if I just try to name them off the top of my head. But well, my plan and my parents' plan was, you know, have those schools that are really interested in you come see if they they come to the house and visit, you know, because that's how they show, you know, if they're really interested in you and will show what they want out of you and all that kind of stuff. So, all the schools would call, they, you know, the first thing, one of the things they say is, you know, we want to get you on campus for a visit. And my parents work and, um, you know, I want my parents to be a part of my decision. And, you know, I don't want to go into somewhere where my parents might not trust the person or might not trust the situation. So <clears throat> first I wanted the coach to come meet everybody. You know, my girlfriend was there because she's going to be living with me wherever I was going and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted the coach to come to the house and, you know, see the people he's meeting and do all that kind of stuff. So when the coaches would, you know, call and say, can we get you on campus? And I'd, I would be, you know, I would say, well, coach, you know, my, obviously my parents got work and, you know, right now they're kind of in hectic situations, but throughout the week, these coaches would come in home visits. And, you know, that was a good opportunity for me and my family to really um, get to know the coach, get to know the program um, and all that kind of stuff. And then from there was where, you know, we tried to that that happened in like a two week span where I think like ten or eleven schools came, and you know that was kind of crazy. They or, came, they visits to you. <laughs> yeah, so like eleven or twelve schools came to Glens Falls and you know had dinner with us, showed me a presentation, whatever it may be, in their school and all that kind of stuff. And that happened. I was driving between Syracuse and Glens Falls up and back maybe <laughs> six times <laughs> because you know I'm still going to classes and everything and trying to finish up before graduation. But so that was fun for me. You know, I, I experienced that a little bit in high school and you know, that was kind of fun, but then it got to a point where it was kind of tiring or stressful again. So we kind of wanted to move on from that after the first two weeks of being in the portal or whatever. And, you know, I had, like I said, 11 or 12 schools who did come in in house. And if you can't figure it out between those 12 schools, then you're, you're kind of stuck, you know? So I figured um, I might as well, trying to figure out some of these schools that, you know, I really liked when they came to the in-home and trying to get some visits. And, you know, I set up, I set up the visit to LSU um, and then tried set, setting up, uh, the, then I set up a visit to Clemson and was going to set up some more. Um, but ultimately just with everything going on, it, it just worked out better that, you know, I had, I felt comfortable with both of those schools after visiting them and wanted to decide just between the two of them. 
What did you like about Clemson? And did the fact that they're in the ACC <clears throat> means you'll stay in the same conference? Did, did that help them in terms of uh, familiarity? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it helped. And, you know, I had second second guesses about it, um, you know, throughout the process with them. And I asked some questions. I mean, <clears throat> I think what I said is, you know, I – I experienced a lot of face guarding this year and you know that was just because you know the way the season went and everything happened and um you know I kind of said you know I don't I don't know if I want to really you know go through it again and you know kind of be on the same court with all these teams who have already figured me out for four years and you know but knowing what I did uh but I guess they could have kind of put it in a good way and a good point is you know you don't think if you go to the SEC, Big 12, Big East, wherever it may be, that they're not going to know you there either. And, you know, when they kind of put it that way, it, it actually made sense. And, you know, I was like, all right, that's actually a good point. And um, ultimately the pros outweighed the cons in, in terms of staying in the ACC. Um, you know, you get to – I'm familiar with all these other teams. Um, I'm familiar with the play style of the whole league. I'm familiar with the arenas, the, all this stuff. So that was kind of a pro. Uh, all the pros, and like I said, there was really only that one con, I guess I would call it. Uh, but again, it kind of doesn't mean it's a con. It doesn't turn out to be a con in a way because, like I said, anywhere you go, they're kind of going to know who you are. And in, in terms of play style, it's going to be much similar um, that you've already kind of faced. So, I mean, I just kind of loved uh, Clemson as a whole, and really the, the the league thing didn't really play a factor into it. You know, I was – getting recruited, like I said, by Pac-12. I got recruited by pretty much all the leagues. And, you know, it wasn't like, all right, I'm going into this portal looking for another ACC school to play at. And, you know, it kind of just happened and fell that way. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be fun. You know, I don't know if you remember our conversation that we had a couple days before your senior day. And in one of my lighter questions to you, I asked you about your favorite logos <laughs> from. Yeah. And you mentioned Florida State. Yeah. You also mentioned the Tiger Paw at Clemson. Yeah. As it's a it's a big logo, which means huge, you, know, yep. you, can, you can shoot from the logo legitimately. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be uh <laughs> I had uh, the logo Joe's shirt, so maybe it'll be a little easier to make this time. <laughs> the paw is so big. <laughs> but yeah, no, Clemson's arena is actually, you know, very nice after being able to tour it and everything. I mean, I loved it when we were there just with all the how you know the orange and purple always stuck out to me and when we were there and then the uh the tiger paw was the tiger paw was everywhere on campus you know i think they do a good job of branding obviously but that was neat to me because you know i like little things like that and you know going and seeing things like that um obviously with syracuse and the block s is a big thing but the way that uh you know clemson branded the paw everywhere i mean it's on the roads, it's on the every building, it's on the floors, and, you know, just that big paw in the in the middle of the court is going to be a lot easier for me, I guess, to uh, attack the the goal of shooting from the logo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that's going to be tougher is your parents were yep. nearly every game, and, of course, every home game. Yeah. And from Clemson Falls to Syracuse, yeah, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's manageable. Yep. Clemson's going to be a challenge for mom and dad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I kind of, they were all right with it. We kind of all agree that, you know, I didn't care where I go. They'll they'll try and figure out, you know, how to make some games and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I love them coming every game and, you know, they do the best they can to, I mean, they make 29 out of 30 or 
somewhere close to that each and every year. So they're big supporters. Um, I think, you know, obviously the easy plan would be to, you know, if, come to every game on the weekends um, and try and make some of the home games, you know, whatever that may be. And, you know, obviously travel to the away games like they usually, usually do whether, whether you know what, no, um, no matter what day that is. So I think they'll, uh, it'll be pretty close to how much, how many games they make at Syracuse. It probably just won't be as many home games. <clears throat> you know, one away game from Clemson this year, is that Syracuse? <laughs> yep. We don't, we don't know the dates yet. That'll come later in the summer. Yep. But have you thought about when you're going to have to come back and play Syracuse and, and you'll you'll go to the visiting locker room first? <laughs> you'll stay in a hotel the night before? Yeah, right. And then you're going to have to come out of that tunnel. No, I think, uh, you know, I don't really care. I'm a competitor um, in terms of, you know, when I get on the court. Um, I think when I get on the court, I kind of just black out and play a game, but – all the other factors are going to be the weird ones. You know, I think I said, I've been saying the the weirdest one's going to be seeing my parents sitting in the, in the wayside. <laughs> you know, I don't really care about me so much in terms of, you know, the locker room, the bench, the playing and all that kind of stuff. But seeing my parents sitting on the wayside of, of the dome is going to be like, wow, you know, I got, it's going to be, it's going to be weird because I saw them sit in the same seat for four years um, across from our bench. Um, and it's just going to be different and not the same. So um other than that you know i'm not uh, it's not like i said the syracuse thing is not bad blood at all so it's not like it's a game that i'm circling on my calendar to be like all right we're playing syracuse let's go um you know it's just another game for me um you know i i i love syracuse so i i don't really have much bad many any bad things to say about it so other than you know going there and seeing my parents on the wrong side i think everything else will be pretty normal for me <laughs> You know, you, you've mentioned so many times, you know, no bad blood, um, mm -hmm. you know, all good feelings and stuff like that. And you, earlier you mentioned playing golf. Yeah. It's your decision. You've played golf with the SU coaches, including Adrian Autry. Yes, sir. I was wondering, you know, awesome. how does that come about? I mean, that, I think a lot of people who don't understand relationships and how they're formed and the fact that you can actually make a decision to leave somewhere but leave on good terms. I don't know if people are really going to be able to wrap their heads around that. So what's it like to go out and play golf with GMAC or Griff or, yeah. or Adrian? Yeah, I've played with all of them in the past two weeks, uh, you know, and multiple times. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm just out there. It's kind of more of a, uh, almost like a friendship. And, you know, I've, you know, it's, we've, we've kind of done that every summer since COVID really, um, you know, when I got addicted to golf and so did those other guys, I mean, Jerry's played for a while, but, you know, Red and Griff kind of just started the past few years as well. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a good opportunity for me, you know, these past few years to get out there with them and, you know, build, build more of a relationship than I already had and uh, almost see them more as a, uh, almost like a friend, you know, and like, obviously on the court, it's a lot different, you know, your relationship, but off the court, when, you know, you're out there golfing with them and stuff, it's it's like a friendship. So those guys were great. They're still great. Um, you know, I, I'm i almost going to be rooting for Syracuse as much as I, <laughs> I as I might not want to with them being in the ACC next year, but it's always going to be someone that – something that I'm, I'm looking forward to and hopefully seeing enjoyment from Syracuse and seeing success. Um, and, you know, I, I – I do want to point out that I, I do whoop Griff and Adrian in golf every time we play. Um, I still have yet to beat GMAC, though, but they will not like to hear that, but they know it's the truth. Um, but And there know. ends all the good blood. The bad blood's <laughs> out. 
Yeah, I guess I actually there is one thing that there's bad blood in, and that's golf. <laughs> that's the only part. <laughs> you know, over the years, I've talked to you and your folks about some of the social media stuff out there from some fans. Yep. And I've always contended it's a very small minority. Yeah. But they're loud. <laughs> and, and and they can and it's I'm sure it's it's aggravating probably isn't the right word. Mm -hmm. But you've taken some 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 guff. Yeah. Um did that play any role in the decision to to find another place for your fifth year? Uh no, not really. I mean <laughs> like you said, they're loud if you allow them to be loud, I guess, is my way of like thinking about it. And you know, uh in the most polite way. I would think I would rather listen to Jim Bayheim, who's in the Hall of Fame, than the couch potato coach who's on Twitter. And, you know, I think if you look about it that way, it's uh it's it's pretty funny because, you know, a lot of these guys don't even play have never played basketball and they kind of I don't wanna you know get myself in trouble here, but they look at a guy who looks like me out on the basketball court and they think that um <laughs> I guess I'm lesser of an athlete or I'm lesser of a basketball player just because I'm not as tall as everybody else. I'm not as – I don't have as much length as everybody else. I don't have the same speed. You know, I'm a lot more athletic than a lot of people give me credit for. And, you know, I think people will be able to see that when I do play man-to-man -man defense. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be able to – I hate bragging about myself, but I wouldn't be able to score 1,600 points. I wouldn't be able to be top eight in assists all time at Syracuse, top three in threes, top two in free throws. I wouldn't be able to do all this stuff if I couldn't play basketball. And, you know, that's why it kind of – it's just funny to me at this point for reading it because I really think it got to a point where people saw like, you know, the bigger ones getting a lot of retweets and a lot of likes, and then people kind of get hungry for that. And, you know, it's, the, it's just kind of the way that the social media world is nowadays. And, you know, athletes can be the same way in that, you know, they, they, they start having some good games. They want to post their highlights and all that kind of stuff. And they're hungry for more of that on social media. It's the same kind of way for these fans who are tweeting all that kind of stuff, you know, they see someone else who's hating or making up these funny jokes or whatever about a player that, and they see them blowing up about it. They kind of want to chime in on it. So it kind of just grows in that way. Um, <laughs> but at some point you just kind of have to laugh it off because it really is. Um, it really is a joke at some points. And it seemed like no matter what someone could do, um, they're going to find a way to shoot it down at some point. So <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't play much of a factor. I will say that um, it will be like a breath of fresh air almost to go somewhere new where, you know, the fans are excited about you coming in and excited about you being able to play um, for their school and their team and represent them. So that part's exciting. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, the last few times that I've said thank you to Syracuse on social media has been, nothing but warm welcomes from the rest of the people. So like you kind of said, it's a lot more of the, the, the good than it is the little of the bad. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering like, you know, when you get down to Clemson, whenever you go, you're going this summer or you. Yeah, I'm going to go June 1st for both summer sessions. Yep. So real soon. Yeah. I can imagine you actually being able to take a walk across campus for a little while without anybody recognizing you. For a little yeah. No, probably. I mean, you're probably right. And, you know, I couldn't do that here in Syracuse just from being from New York. But on Clemson's campus, you're probably right. And, you know, this is – the basketball team's had, you know, great few years and a bunch of years actually under Brownell. He's been there for a while, um, especially last year where they probably should have made the tournament, honestly. But, um, you know, they have a bunch of sports there who are, you know, very good. 
and you know a lot of their sports teams and that includes you know obviously the football is where they do um but the baseball team's good the softball team's good the you name it they just started a lacrosse program a few years ago so like all these teams are good and you know they have a great tradition of sports as a whole and um i mean i'm not attention seeking at all so it doesn't really bother me if people don't recognize me because even in Syracuse, sometimes I'll be walking through the mall and, you know, I look like the average Joe, no pun intended, but <laughs> I'm just the same size as many of these other people who are walking through. And, you know, um, you know, obviously the, like my girlfriend gets pissed because we'll be at dinner and the majority of the times people are coming up to you saying hi um, and all that kind of stuff, but which is great. And, you know, she, I, th- that was a joke. She, she enjoys it, but it's like, you know, it gets to a point where sometimes, you know, you're in the middle of a bite and someone's coming up to you saying hi, but you know, that was, that um that could change, like you said, at at Clemson a little bit for sure, which which is uh a good thing, the way you want to look at it. And uh, you know, it That's also fresh air, like you said. Yeah, right. And it also I mean, I guess it makes you hungry because you know, you wanna go, you know, be that player, you wanna be the great player, you wanna bring a lot of attention not only to yourself, but to your team. And you know, the way that Clemson does things there in terms of not just basketball, but sports as a whole, um, you don't want to be the lone team who's not having a good season. <laughs> so, um, you know, you want to be good. And, you know, the way you get recognized is is through winning and playing well. I bet you when Clemson comes to the Carrier Dome and you're introduced, you're going to get quite uh, a, a round of applause from the fans. That would be awesome. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, it's like you said, too, it's, uh, it's not even necessarily the uh, – the, the the naysayers don't really come from the games, the people who are there in person, you know, it's a lot of times just the people after the games on Twitter or whatever they may be on Instagram, whatever it is, trying to make a funny tweet or make a funny joke. So a lot of times the, the people in person are, you know, the best ever, you know, Syracuse does have a large fan base. It's nationwide. No matter where you go in the country, you're going to see somebody who's a Syracuse fan. And uh, that was what made it so fun playing there for four years as well is because, we'd have away games that turned into home games just because of the way the fans were. So um, that was always great and uh, still always will be great. And like I said, that's why um, going back there will be surreal for many, many things, uh, but it'll also be exciting. Well, it really will be. It'll be a, it'll be a, a special night at the dome next year, whenever that happens. Um, listen, Joe, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast. Sure. Obviously, this won't be the last time we talk. We're, we're going to be following you next year down at Clemson. Sure. Uh, but it's always been really enjoyable. Uh, anytime we had a chance to sit and uh, uh, talk a little bit. Uh, you're a bright young man, very thoughtful. A three-time All-ACC academic team member, and it shows. Congratulations sure. on your achievements. Thank you very much, Mr. Waters. And as uh, Coach Bayham has always said multiple times, you were one of the few that was always enjoyable to talk to. So... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I uh, I really appreciate. I don't know about that. I don't, you you really might be misquoting Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it, and uh, you know you've been following me since high school, so thank you for everything. And uh, you know my family and I really appreciate all you've all you've done covering us for a while. So thank you. Well, thanks again, Joe. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. I want to thank Joe for joining me on the podcast today, and thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and follow all of our complete coverage of Syracuse basketball on Syracuse.com. Until next time on the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, I'm Mike Waters.